and welcome. It is Eric Erickson here. Glad to have you with me today. The phone number, if you want to call in and be a part of the program, 877-973-7425. I won't take up a ton of time at this moment. We'll talk about it later, but I got to say, the, the NFL playoff games last night uh, were the best I have ever seen, uh, preceded by the day before, which were the best I'd ever seen, preceded by the weekend before, which were the best. Uh, just this phenomenal, phenomenal. And they're getting stellar ratings across the board. No politics, no, no flag and police protests. People are just watching the game, and it's great. We'll get to that. But I, I, I having thought about this a lot, I want to do a bit of a reset. Uh, I want to begin again anew with everybody, if you will, putting some stuff in perspective, in large part because a lot of emails I've gotten in the last week from people who seem a little desperate, seem a little upset, seem a little out of sorts. Uh, and and I want to just put everything in perspective for you right now, uh, starting with politics and transitioning. Because people seem a little more fretful than I think they should be. And and I understand why, which is uh, where I want to get to out of the gate here. So just bear with me here. Follow along. Listen. Uh, When you get mad at me, just keep listening, and, and maybe we'll turn a corner here. President Biden begins now this midterm election season, 2022, with the same job approval rating of Donald Trump in the beginning of his midterm season, 2018. How'd that go for the GOP? The same could be said for the Democrats. The Democrats right now, uh, it may actually be worse for them because while 60% of black voters in America support Joe Biden, that's actually bad numbers. Usually it's 90%. That it's a 40% either disapprove or don't know for Biden is bad Something like 80% of whites and 60% of Hispanics oppose Joe Biden right now. That's bad. And because Joe Biden is not on the ballot in November, that means that they will take it out on the Democrats. It means in addition to redistricting and everything else, uh, it's, it's going to be bad for the Democrats. Chuck Todd on Meet the Press, Uh, we'll get into some of his audio in a little bit, but he noted that the balance of power in Congress uh, is kind of split evenly between the Republicans and the Democrats uh, on voter preference. On the generic ballot, who do you want in charge, Republican or Democrat? It's fairly well split evenly between the two. That's bad for Democrats. Now, Chuck Todd said it's because of redistricting, Republicans could have an advantage. That's not really true. Yes, it is true. Republicans have a bit of a redistricting advantage, but it's largely been neutralized by what Democrats have done in states like Illinois and New York. You you don't hear as much bellyaching about redistricting right now because Democrats grossly overplayed their hands in ways Republicans have not. But it's also when the generic ballot is tied between Republican and Democrat, polling tends to have a bias towards Democrats just because a majority of Americans tend to think more favorably of the Democrats. And so if you're tied 50-50 right now, the Republicans tend to have an advantage. But it's not tied. It's only tied in the NBC poll. In the actual polling average, the Republicans have an advantage pretty significantly. 
So the Republicans will probably take back the House, and they very well can take back the Senate, unless Donald Trump, frankly, uh, screws it up with some of his picks uh, in primaries that don't hold water with with uh, candidates in the general. You, you know, you can't win the Senate by winning a primary. You've actually got to win a general election. If you get a candidate who's radioactive to independent voters in the general, you're not going to win. So you got to be some careful there and picking your candidates. And then... With all of that, there's the stock market. Uh, A lot of people have abandoned Let's Go Brandon and are going back to F. Joe Biden because they saw their 401k over the weekend. In fact, the Dow is down right now as I'm talking over 900 points. We are in the midst of stock market crashes as they correct. And there's a lot of correction to be had. The housing market is going to correct as well. So I am... I, I guess in, in some people's uh, metrics, I, I guess you could consider me rich. You know, my kid came home the other day and said, Dad, uh, someone at school Googled you, and they said your net worth is between 300000 and $8 million. Where is it? <laughs> and actually, when you take into account the student loans I'm still paying for and all our debts, we probably have a negative net worth. I, I, I make good money. Uh, doing my radio show, uh, not what a lot of people think, um, not not nearly as much as I would like. And, and as the show grows, I'm certainly not at the point of, of buying a mansion or land or or private jets or anything like that. I'm certainly making more than what a lot of people make, but not nearly as much as as a whole lot of other people make. But but I'm doing okay. And, you know, uh, by and large, Americans are doing okay as well. All of us are feeling the pinch of inflation. And a lot of people are able to get into better paying jobs right now than we've had in the past, but we're still a little bit struggling. And, you know, I, I, I say all that because I, I do have aspirations one day to be a, a wealthy, nationally syndicated talk radio show host. I keep my eye on properties for sale in places I would love to have a vacation house. What's remarkable is how there are none. A year ago in Hilton Head, I like to go to Hilton Head. I like to go to Sea Pines. I like to be on the beach. Uh, you can't afford to right now. It, it's pricey and the houses are, or even the rental prices are nuts right now, but I keep my eye on that. And there are no houses on the beach available. None. A year ago, there were dozens and dozens. There aren't any right now. People bought up all the properties. We've been, we like to go up to the mountains, uh, to Clayton, Georgia. It's a beautiful area, uh, in the Southeast. It is uh, the highest, of the lakes in Georgia, all the, you know, all the big lakes in Georgia are man-made. Georgia has no natural major lakes. They're all man-made. A lot of them by Georgia power to produce power for the Southeast hydropower. And as is Lake Burton, it's a beautiful area, great mountains. A year ago, there were houses everywhere for sale. There are none now. The housing market is going to correct. There are a lot of people who poured into houses during the pandemic. They wanted to escape the city. The housing market's going to correct. Interest rates are going to go up. We're going to have major corrections of the stock market and the real estate. Things are discombobulated right now. And then there's the international turmoil as well. You have the Russians about to invade Ukraine. Uh, The Baltic republics are worried about invasion. Finland is worried about invasion. Europe is in turmoil. Taiwan is worried about invasion. There was a terror attack in the United Arab Emirates over the weekend. It was repelled uh, rocket missile attacks from the Houthi rebels of Yemen flying over Saudi Arabia to bomb parts of the United Arab Emirates. There was a bombing in Abu Dhabi the other day. I grew up in the UAE. 
the world seems unsettled and discombobulated and in turmoil and headed to war. The markets are crashing. Joe Biden just seems absolutely out to lunch. The S&P right now, as I'm talking, is down 150 points. NASDAQ is down 570 points. The Dow is down 930 points. The markets are reacting to the turmoil and the instability. You go to the grocery store. You can't find stuff on shelves. Some days it's there. Some days it's not. This is my second weekend in a row of being able to uh, not being able to find frozen French fry products to do French fries for the kids. Toilet paper was gone the other day. It was there yesterday. It was gone on Saturday. They restocked overnight. Bottled water is one of the things that disappeared. The the sports drinks are all in, in um, uh, shortages. There was a sign-up for cream cheese. I wanted to make a cheesecake this weekend, which I did. I'll send out the recipe. It was a good, good cheesecake. But the sign uh, was up and saying that, that cream cheese is in limited supply until probably after March. And everybody's got levels of stress about the pandemic. Do you go to school? Do you not go to school? Do your kids wear a mask? Do they not wear a mask? Should I get the vaccine? Should I get the booster? Will they make me sick? Will they work? Will I still get the virus? There is a lot to stress you out right now. And I feel the need to say all of that to do this bit of a mental reset with you. Because I need to tell you something, and when I, when I try to play the optimist here, and I'm not by nature an optimist, you know, pessimists, we are never disappointed. Is the glass half full or half empty? It is half empty. Either some idiot didn't fill it up to the top or somebody drank it. Either way, it's half empty. It's not half full, it's half empty. You will never be disappointed by looking at the glass as half empty. Because you know. And when I try to play the optimist, sometimes it's hard. And sometimes I get angry emails from people saying I'm making light of situations. They want to be miserable. But therein lies the rub. A lot of people right now want to be miserable. They don't want to pay attention to the good news. And you know, there actually is a lot of good news out there. Economically, this country is doing better than at any time in history. Our unemployment rate is very low, even as we have so many people out of work, retired from work, and jobs available. If you are in the workforce and you want advancement, now is a better time to get elevated in a job position than ever before. Companies are in such need of labor that you have a real opportunity to jump from one job to a new job and get more money along the way. Companies are paying more. Now, granted, inflation is cutting into some of that, but companies are paying more. But there's other news out there that uh, the media doesn't pay attention to. You probably don't pay attention to it, but it's news you could consider and should consider. Parents are more in touch with their children right now than at any time in the last 20 years because of the pandemic and homeschooling and kids having to stay home at school. Parents right now are more involved in their kids' lives than any time in the last several decades. You know, when I was a kid growing up, there was the latchkey kid phenomenon. The parents who were at working, they would leave their kid the key. The kid would come home and have to fend for himself. We're not really seeing latchkey kids right now in large parts of the country because one parent is home. Sometimes it's the mom. Sometimes it's the dad. Sometimes both of them are working from home. Families are reconnected. 
Parents are more involved in their kids' schooling than at any time in the last several decades as well. You have an entire movement of school choice in this country now because parents are seeing that, you know, I, I this is what my kids are doing when I'm at work. I, I want something better. But more than that, there's a growing movement of people who are canceling the internet, so to speak. They're disconnecting from social media and they're finding their lives better off because of it. They're turning off Facebook and Twitter. They're turning off Instagram. They're turning off Snapchat and they're recommitting to themselves and their families to be more in the real world instead of the online world. And that, by the way, does wonders for mental health. One of the reasons we are having such mental health issues in this country right now, across the board mental health issues, is because people are so online and not offline. And in so doing, they see other people online and bad things online and the algorithms of the internet uh, profit off bad news and it stresses them out. You turn it off, you get out and live your life, you realize it's not so bad. And actually... It's not so bad. We are programmed at this point by the press to think it's all bad. But in your local community, overwhelmingly, it's not that bad. When there are crime waves happening, even now, you know what the data shows overwhelmingly in major cities? Most of the crime happens after midnight. Not all of it, but most of it. Most of the shootings and all the stuff driving up the crime rate, they happen when you're in bed. I'm a pessimist by nature. I think we're probably headed to a war and I think the economy is going to deteriorate, but I think it's worth doing a bit of a reset here mentally here and now pointing out that things are not actually as bad as a lot of people think they are. In fact, the closer you get to your local community, the better things are. And I would just say as we move forward and we got a lot of news to cover, but I just, I want to point out one thing in particular here. If you are overwhelmed, if you are a pessimist, if you are feeling like the world has gone to hell in a handbasket and you don't know what you can do, turn off social media. Turn off the news. It pains me to say this, but maybe turn off talk radio too. Sorry, program directors of America. All I'm saying is, go outside. Go for a walk. When's the last time you put on your walking shoes and went for a walk? When's the last time you got outside and breathed fresh air? When's the last time you stopped thinking about politics? Believe it or not, Washington, D.C., it's not going to ruin everything and it's not going to fix everything. So as we are pessimists about our 401ks today, I'm telling you, again, I, I'm, I've am i moved away from let's go, Brandon, back to the other because I saw my 401k the other day. Ugh. I'm seeing the stock market now. Those are things that stress you out. But oftentimes we obsess about those things and maybe it's just time to go for a walk, breathe some air, stop thinking about politics. And the moment it creeps in, the moment you start thinking, hmm, Does Joe Biden want this? Is this part of some sort of plot to fundamentally transform the country? Maybe stop the thinking. Stop that thinking. Think about other things. Stop being obsessed. Stop making an idol of politics.
start actually taking control of the areas of your life you can control because we all have them. And you'll see it's really not as bad as the media wants us to believe. And it's striking the media wants us to believe it's that bad since Joe Biden's in charge, but they do. But Republicans as well, those of you who are stressed out about politics because the Republicans don't control the House, the Senate, or the White House, the midterms are coming. And that, my friends, may be the best news. It's looking like it's going to be a banner year for the GOP, even as the left continues to lose their mind. It's helping the GOP even more. My wife says I should tell you all to stop obsessing about bad news and go buy a motorcycle and get out and ride. <laughs> that would be my wife. Now, listen, this this is this is again, this is a perfect example of the the pessimism mindset the media has people in all spun up on stuff. There is great national media outrage that Glenn Youngkin, the newly elected, newly installed, newly inaugurated governor of Virginia, is reversing Virginia's vaccine mandate for state workers. Watching CNN or MSNBC, you would think the whole world is coming to an end because Glenn Youngkin is getting rid of a mandate for vaccines for the government workers of Virginia. Ned Lamont is the Democratic governor of Connecticut. He is doing the same thing. He is doing the same thing. This is from uh, the Connecticut Mirror. Legislative leaders said Wednesday night, Governor Ned Lamont will not seek an extension of his executive order requiring state employees to either be vaccinated against COVID-19 or submit to weekly testing. His decision takes one of his more controversial orders off the table as the governor and lawmakers negotiate new rules for managing the pandemic after the expiration of his emergency powers on February 15th. He temporarily suspended the testing requirement before Christmas. Where is the national media outrage against Governor Ned Lamont? Uh, there is none because of the letter after his name. The media we've known for a while is governed by partisan relationships with the Democrats. But just because the media is governed with partisan relationships with the Democrats doesn't mean the Democrats can always win because of it. Look at what happened in 2020. Yes, Donald Trump lost. Some of you think because it was stolen. But Republicans had a banner year. And look at the polling right now. No matter what the media does to make Republicans look bad and Democrats look good, the Republicans are headed towards a massive campaign year. Joe Biden's disapproval is at a record high even as the media runs cover for him. You can't keep people from the truth. Well, the Dow's down over a 1,000 points right now. Let's go, Brandon. <laughs> All right, uh, can can I just, I, 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 need to, I need to pause the radio show here and just comment on dad life for just a moment, please. So, you know how, so I, I, I don't, I don't, it, by the way, happy birthday to my mom. Um, I was supposed to go over to my parents this weekend, but they're under the weather and the weather in Louisiana was terrible for the weekend. So they told me not to come, uh, to come later. Uh, but it is my mom's birthday today. And I was just thinking about, you know, I, I grew up overseas. We, we, we had a housekeeper, we had a gardener and it, it's, it, it, it sounds extravagant, but it really wasn't. It's what you did over there. Um, everybody had a little servant's quarters. Every house did. It was a weird, wild way to grow up. But there are things I don't remember my parents teaching me. It's just stuff you pick up in life and, and the lessons you don't teach your kids because you don't remember those lessons. And 
I just, my, so this is a long way of saying my kid, I have a 16 year old. She has very long hair. She, I think she's cut it short once in her life. She has very long hair. It's not down to her butt. She does keep it trimmed up, split ends and all that, but it's long. She likes to take long, hot showers. And last night, it's Sunday night, so I'm on the front porch with friends of mine. We're watching those incredible football games. And she texts me and she says, Dad, there's mold all over the ceiling in the bathroom. And she sends me pictures, mildew. Ever. I mean, the ceiling's just gross. I'm going to have to clean it after the show today. And I text her back and I said, did you use, are you using the exhaust fan in the bathroom when you take a shower? She texts me back. She says, I thought that was only for really stinky poops. <laughs> I, I just never thought we need a lesson in using the exhaust fan in the bathroom for, for people. But <laughs> she's, by the way, she's brilliant, brilliant kid, straight A student. Getting getting uh, engineering offers from from Embry Riddle Rice University hadn't heard from Georgia Tech yet. That's the one she really wants to go to. But nonetheless, um, brilliant kid. And but nope, never even dawned on her. Turn on the fan, get the steam out of the bathroom. So I'm gonna go clean the bathroom ceiling after the show is over today. <laughs> the joys. Of, I just you know parents. Just for those of you who are single, God bless you. Um, you will be you will be re- richly rewarded having kids. Uh, the kids are wonderful, but sometimes just y- y- you scratch your head. We're, we're, we're having a difficult time with our son in math right now. And I just, I'm, I was, I was very like, I don't remember my parents helping me with homework that much. Uh, very rarely. Uh, I just kind of did it and, uh, nope. Um, my, my son, God bless my wife. My wife is having to relearn math to teach our cut. You need to understand. I went to law school so that I would never have to deal with math again. I, I despise math. I could do the math geometry actually love math itself. I just, I I don't want to do it. This is God invented calculators for a reason, but my wife has, is better at math than me. And she's having to redo it with our son to try to bring up his math grade and uh, God bless her for doing it. I'm just like, can we like send him to like math camp or something? Like, like sending to like a, a math camp where he's not allowed to leave until he, he gets good grades. But nope, apparently those things don't exist and, and you're not supposed to talk about them. All right, I, I can move on from dad life now. Speaking of my kids in schools, there is a growing body of evidence that cloth masks at this point are fairly well useless. Now, let, let, me, let me give you the actual science because there's been so much out there about the mask issue. Uh, the, the Wall Street Journal had a very helpful graph the other day, but the bottom line on the cloth mask, if you have a, a tightly woven cloth mask, a regular cloth mask like most people wear, it has a 10% reduction in the spread of COVID at best. We know this from a study in Bangladesh where an area of Bangladesh had 100% mask compliance as best they can tell. Everyone was given cloth masks or the the mask you get off Amazon, and they had a 10% reduction overall. During the pandemic when hospitals were completely filled up, that could have been the difference between someone having a bed or not who needed a bed. At this point, it's a marginal improvement. So Los Angeles is now insisting that kids wear N95 masks or higher grade masks than cloth masks. They don't want to give up the masks. There was a conversation a short time ago uh, on The View this morning 
that uh, about Bill Maher. Bill Maher was making jokes about people refusing to give up their masks, and Whoopi Goldberg attacked him, uh, saying how dare him for saying that. Whoopi, by the way, did all the precautions right and still got COVID, and then someone named Sarah Haynes uh, joined in by saying that she thinks masks are going to be the new normal. I may This is direct quote, I may never feel comfortable without a mask. You know, in my house, we have to be a little more careful than probably your house because my wife's got cancer. And then I, I get clots in my lungs um, and I thankfully have not died from them. Had a couple of, of hair raising moments in my life in the last few years and it's it's caused lung problems. So we're, we're a little more careful, but I don't wear masks in public anymore going out unless where I'm going wants me to wear one. I don't want to be I don't want to be a jerk. If somebody wants me to wear a mask, I'll put on a mask to make them feel safe. I don't want to make people feel uncomfortable. And then of course, if you get on a plane, you're forced to have one. It's only a matter of time before they try to force you to wear an N95 mask on a plane instead of your cloth mask. But you'll still be able to take it off to eat. And apparently COVID doesn't spread when you're eating. It's just kind of bizarre to me how so many people have now embraced with certainty that they need to not see your face and somehow that can prevent them from getting sick when they're still getting sick. But more than that, there's this larger freakout over the issue. In Virginia, Glenn Youngkin, the new governor, has said, uh, no more masks. If you want to wear a mask, wear a mask, but no more mask mandates. And superintendents in some of the more urban areas of Virginia, progressive areas of Virginia, have said, nope, uh, we're, we're going to make the kids wear masks and we will suspend or expel any kid who comes to school without a mask, despite what the governor said. there's a uh, The case is going to the Virginia Supreme Court. I think they're having arguments today on the issue of whether the superintendents can ignore the governor's order. And I see some parents out there, and it's almost always progressive parents, rarely is a conservative parent, saying, I, I want my kids to feel safe everywhere, so we put them in masks everywhere. And they're not going to feel safe if there are people in their school who don't wear masks. And they may not be able to go to school. You know, this could be a great way to reform schools without people doing school choice is uh, keep the progressives home and let the conservative kids go to school. But this kind of reminds me at this point where we're, we're really beyond the pandemic at this point. We're, we're, this is endemic now. You know what this really, truly reminds me of? The life jackets on airplanes. There are occasional exceptions to the rule. Very famously, the United Airlines flight with Captain Sullenberger, who landed in the Hudson. But overwhelmingly, when the plane crashes, you're going to die. Even if you put the life vest over your head. Now, for those of you who are very flippant on this or think I'm being too flippant about this, let me just tell you, when I was 11 years old, I was on a 747. The plane had hydraulic failures. There was an internal fire and we had to ditch the plane in Innsbruck, Austria. And uh, I was traveling by myself and it was a, a, I can look back on it and laugh now, but it was a terrifying experience at the time. And the plane struggled to get on the ground. And I didn't know anybody on the plane other than my French teacher. 
And at no point did the captain, the co-pilot, or the flight attendants say, all right, everyone, put your life vest on. And yet we got a bunch of people running around the country now saying, put your life vest on, put your mask on. And it's really not doing anybody any good at this point. I mean, the data simply is not there anymore. And listen, I I know I've got friends who all along were very adamant that masks don't work, masks don't work, masks don't work. Marginally, yeah, actually they do. Marginally, they do work. And at the beginning of the pandemic, when hospitals were erecting uh, makeshift ICU units and parking decks, something that happened even here in Georgia, a 10% reduction was actually worthwhile. But at this point, you're playing at such minimal margins unless you wear the N95 mask. But there's a catch with the N95 mask, and that is, unless you know how to actually get it sealed around your mouth properly, it's not very effective. When you walk through TSA to get on a plane, do you know how many times people have made it through TSA with bullets, guns, knives? Some news networks have uh, shown they could get through with a, a pretend bomb. And TSA says, oh, we knew it was a pretend bomb. No, you didn't. That's why they have the dogs still walking through the airports, bomb-sniffing dogs. They're not, they're sniffing out drugs. They're sniffing out explosives. It's theater, what you do at TSA, by and large. Overwhelmingly, it's theater. There was a time for you youngins. There was a time you just went through the metal detector and and the x-ray, and you went about your business. You didn't have to take off your belt. You didn't have to take off your shoes. Just kind of minimal inspection. After 9-11, everything changed. Those of you who were born then or weren't accustomed to travel then or never traveled before then, you don't understand what the world was like. Your friends could accompany you all the way to the gate to your plane. It wasn't just for passengers. You yourself could go to an airport and go through security and go sit in the airport terminal and watch the planes take off and land. You did not have to be a passenger. You did not have to have a ticket. You could just go on and can't do that anymore. And now they got the body scanners, the 3D scanners, and all that, and a lot of it is security theater. It's designed to make you feel safe, but also for the idiots and amateurs out there, it is designed to deter them because it's not going to stop the professionals, but it could stop the idiot amateurs. Guess what? A virus is not an idiot amateur. It is not going to be... Uh, it's not going to be deterred by your minimal safety protocols. It's not. And yet, why are we at this point in an endemic virus that at this point with Omicron overwhelmingly is not deadly to most people? Why are we treating it the way we are when we're not treating the flu that way or the common cold that way? We've always had the flu season. Guess what? From here on out, we're going to have the Omicron uh, or we're going to have the COVID season. There are going to be new variants. Guess what? Overseas, they're now telling us that um, the, the I think Qatar is seeing an Omicron Delta combined variant. Dun, dun, dun. Get ready to be fear-porned to death by the media again. I think it was, was Qatar as well or Yemen or not Yemen, Oman. Uh, two-thirds, you're two-thirds less likely to get the Omicron variant if you've been vaxxed and boosted. Now, for all the people who are who are freaked out about even the vaccine and the booster and the joke, oh, we're going to have to get one every year. You know, we get one every year called for the flu. You get a vaccine every year for the flu. You get a booster for the flu every year. Some people don't. 
And sometimes they get sick, sometimes bad sick. But we don't shut down all of society, our offices or airlines, and, and put on masks because uh, some people decide not to get the flu vaccine. We're, we're kind of there with this. All the data suggested. By the way, even Dr. Fauci's out there now saying that the pandemic, uh, he expects the Omicron variant to fade rapidly into February. Good. He also says if you get the booster, overwhelmingly, you're still not going to get sick, even from Omicron. I know people who are. The problem is Dr. Fauci's destroyed all of his credibility, so why should anyone listen to him? But why should anyone listen to any of the people who are demanding at this moment everybody go mask up and put their kids in masks and shut down schools? If you don't want to send your kid to school because there are people there not wearing a mask, that's your choice. But at this point, we should stop humoring people, trying to make them feel safe when what they're doing really doesn't improve the situation except at the margins. Again, your plane is crashing. No one's going to tell you to put your life jacket on. Really not going to do you any good. It's more there for the random what-if wild card scenario like the Hudson River. How many times have you seen that in your life? I've been flying since I was five years old. Around the world. Been in a plane crash. No one ever once put me in a situation where I felt like I needed to put on the life jacket. You're more likely to have the oxygen mask drop. And even that's not very common. In the same way, telling everybody, time to mask up, you're going to school today, has got to be nonsensical proposition. Kids overwhelmingly, even with Omicron, are far less likely to get it. And these nightmare scenarios that the media is talking to you about, notice they don't tell you one single fact that I find highly important. We're the only nation on the planet, the only nation on the planet that's making our kids go to school in masks. That should tell you something. Now, I want to tell you something else. One of the companies out there that's fighting for you on all of this stuff and contributing money to all the good causes you care about to to bring back common sense and conservatism is Patriot Mobile. The way they do this is they convince you to be a cell phone customer of theirs. And, you know, I decided they didn't give, well, I I take that back. They offered to give me a, a plan and I decided I didn't want it. I want to go through the process myself. And so I'm actually a paying customer and I went through the process myself. I did use my name discount. But otherwise, I'm a customer. You can get free activation, too, with my name, just like I did. It does work. You can also get discounts if you're an NRA member, if you're a teacher, if you're a veteran, if you're a first responder. And you don't have to worry about coverage because 5G, wireless, data, you name it, voice, it's great. You go to patriotmobile.com slash Eric, patriotmobile.com slash E-R-I-C-K, or you can call them. they got 100% U.S.-based customer service, 972-PATRIOT. And you can start doing business with a company that really wants your business, that shares your values, and will take a portion of the profits you help generate and give to the causes you care about. This hour of the program brought to you by First Liberty Building and Loan. They are in Noonan, Georgia, but they can help you nationwide. Small businesses all across the nation, from California to Maine. If you want your business to grow, reach out to First Liberty Building and Loan. uh, Where banks are saying no, they try to get you to yes. Just spend a few minutes with them, see if they're a good fit for you. It is uh, there. You go to firstlibertyga.com, their website. You can get their phone number. Give them a call. Tell them I sent you firstlibertyga.com. Uh, let me go to the phones here. I want to go to Jim first. You're going to be up. Welcome, Jim. How are you? 
How are you doing, Eric? I appreciate you taking my call. Sure. So uh, I had to laugh um, when you were talking about TSA and, uh, and particularly Atlanta TSA. I, I travel extensively with my job, and I had switched bags real quick at one point in time, and I threw a licensed firearm into my backpack um, loaded, <laughs> oh. which, you know, shame on me. I went through the airport. Nobody caught it. And, and when I go through security, I throw my wallet and my keys in my, my briefcase. It's my briefcase for all mm-hmm. intents and purposes, computer bag. And it was when I got through the line that I noticed, I said, oh, my God, I've got this in my bag. What do I do? So I did the right thing. Um, mm-hmm. And I, you know, encourage others to do it. But um, I went up to the Atlanta police podium and said, hey, I just went through security with a loaded firearm. And then it became this huge issue. Uh, they were, and it wasn't me. All they wanted me to do is point out the person uh, with TSA where I went through the line. And I said, I really don't. I said, there's a thousand lines here. I don't I, I can tell you I went through that line right there, but I don't recognize that gentleman. And uh, so uh I lost my TSA. You know, you would think they'd say, hey, thank you so much for doing that. Right. But I lost my TSA pre-pass for uh, three years and oh, paid a $5,000 penalty. <laughs> Good so, grief. You know, yeah, Jim, look, it, I, it, I, I would actually love to keep talking about it. I, I've got about 15 seconds here. I'm glad you did the right thing, though. But, geez, you shouldn't be the one punished if, I, I mean, you shouldn't have the gun. But you did the right thing. They should probably encourage people to do that instead of punishing people for doing the right thing. But just it's it's security theater, folks, is what it is. It's 2022. And guess what? Nothing still makes sense. The whole world seems to be going crazy right now. And banks have gotten really skittish at helping small businesses. They're perfectly happy to help the giant businesses. But what about you? You're a small business. You got to buy a building or build a building, or you need a big loan for a fleet of vehicles to grow your business. And the banks are giving you a hard time. Check out my friends at First Liberty Building and Loan. They can help you nationwide, wherever you are. If you're a small business and you need access to loans, let's say 500,000 and up, First Liberty can do it. They've been doing this since the early 90s. The Frost family are friends of mine. They're committed Christians and they're great business people and they are committed to small businesses. Reach out to them. FirstLibertyGA.com is their website. FirstLibertyGA.com. Spend 10 minutes with them. See if they're a good fit for you. See if you're a good fit for them. They want to help you get to yes where the big banks are saying no. Nationwide, they can help you if you're a small business. FirstLibertyGA.com is the website. FirstLibertyGA.com.